Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're back here with uh, Gazala, and she wanted to share some of her newcomer experience, or I actually want to pick her brain <laughs> in terms of like what was like uh, coming here. So if, if you don't mind sharing a little bit of what, what that was. So what was the decision process before? So you, you talked to, in the previous episode about talking about your, with your husband on like starting a better life in, in, in a new country and uh, somehow uh, Canada got your list, but like, how did you figure Toronto and, and uh, how did you make that decision uh, before? Uh, okay, so we were, as I as I was talking about in the previous episode, that we were having this conversation, you know, we want to, like, shift to a country, and then the first thing that came in mind was, uh, say, Middle Eastern countries, like the Gulf ones, Dubai and all, uh, because it's way closer to home, you can earn a lot of money, and you can go back to your country and live with your family and enjoy, uh, but then uh, I have seen a couple of my friends doing that. And honestly, they get used to a certain lifestyle. And then when they come back to India, it's very difficult for their kids to kind of adjust to that kind of environment. Hmm. We were like, oh, we do not want to do that. If we want to really move out from here, we want to kind of permanently settle in a country and start a life there. So that's when we kind of explored politically in terms of quality of life and all of those things, what country would be the best. And that's where... I think Canada was really topping the list in every category. Right? Cool. Uh, so yeah, so then we decided in Canada. And then how did you decide Toronto specifically? Or was there like a short list uh, between cities? Yeah, Toronto was always on the top because I was into finance, obviously, like banking right. and everything. And Toronto is like the financial hub of everything in Canada. And then my husband is into supply chain. So supply chain is also a lot in the GTA area. So that's how we decided. Like it was totally based on our career choices and how easier it would be to kind of settle down and things. So yeah. Cool. So, so how did you prepare yourself for that experience? So you made a, a, a commitment. Okay, we're going to move during this time. Uh, what sort of preparation did you do? And, and in that preparation, what was like super helpful that you're so glad you did this? Or like, what was a total waste of time? Like, ah, we shouldn't even bother to, on doing that sort of stuff. Oh, the first decision that we took was uh, because we knew nothing about how to like move, what steps to take. We just knew that there was some program that we could start with, like the express entry thing. Right. That's how we came as PRs here. And we knew nothing about it. So I just Googled. I was literally sitting in my office. I just Googled a certain things. And then some agencies came up and I talked to a couple of agencies and I actually hired one because at that time I was like making money <laughs> right now. No. So, <laughs> so yeah. So I actually hired an agency and that's something I think I really wasted my time and money on. I would not advise anyone to hire an agent. Let me be honest here. (laughs) So I also made a YouTube video on this because when I actually went through the process, I realized that it was so easy. Like the Canadian PR application was really a step-by-step thing that you could do by yourself. So uh, yeah, that was something I did. That was one of the first decisions that I made. And then uh, getting the... uh, credential equivalency and all that was quite time consuming doing the uh, no objection certificates passports and all of that 
that was quite time consuming because the systems are so bureaucratic and you know you don't you don't really know how to do all of that stuff when you haven't done it sure and uh, you know one very interesting thing was with our uh, marriage certificate so we had our marriage certificate like we are uh, muslims so our marriage certificate was uh, like from uh, a mosque and it was not a court certificate and it was obviously not admissible okay. and it was so yeah <laughs> it was it was an experience for us as well because we knew nothing about it so we actually then talked to a couple of people we got a licensed marriage certificate for us so yeah all the document thing that was quite time consuming is there a place or a resource that you would recommend folks to to uh to find like i don't know if there's a place online or is it really just find a friend who's done it before and really yeah. pick, pick their brain yeah. and the spend. best the best honestly is to find a friend who has done it before but yeah at the same time i would advise that i did a lot of research through the official websites right. because there are a lot of forums there uh, they're talking about a lot of stuff but everyone is saying their own things and it gets so confusing when you're new in that pool and you don't know what's happening right So the best thing that I did I think was to go directly to the official IRCC website and like the Canadian government website and just kind of kind of try to see things how to do and what to do and it was way simpler that way yeah cool so so you book your flight and you have all the documents and all that sort of stuff so so you're you're on your way to to Canada but you're doing that in the middle of covid <laughs> right so walk us through kind of a bit of that experience cuz i think you mentioned that you had to do like the, the 14 day quarantine so so when you had to like uh go and land in Pearson to kind of uh the first day of freedom <laughs> after the 14 days what what was that period like Yeah so it was not like oh book a flight and come here no it wasn't like that okay. because <laughs> because you are in the middle of pandemic and you like there are so many travel restrictions coming up every single day like every day there is a new guideline that is coming up from indian government from canadian government you don't know what flight you can take because at that time even the flights were like restricted there right. were only some uh, specific flights that were coming and taking people for specific purposes and since we had like a copr so it was easier for us to come but like students and everyone was stranded at the airport uh, but the airport a welcome thing was that the airport was so free of the uh, normal Uh, populated that it is like the <laughs> mumbai or delhi airport there are so many people all the time <laughs> right but when we came it was quite nice very less crowd you could just quickly do your things everything was like sorted and there were lines made for everything proper social distancing and all so that was good and when we came to toronto everything was quite streamlined honestly So as soon as we came out of customs we took a voluntary uh, what you call covid test mm-hmm. and then we came back like we booked an airbnb and we booked it right when we were in india uh, so we came to the airbnb we stayed there for like 14 days which was mandatory <laughs> and then you're in new country you can't even go out and buy groceries for yourself which was huge so then we tried to figure out what are the online sites so there was something called as instacart mm-hmm. that's what we used when we came here so we got some stuff from walmart and things and then yeah <laughs> so yeah how that was it cool and what were the first couple of things that you uh, did after those 14 days cuz 
the pandemic, so you, it's not really. I don't think they were in the full lockdown at at that point. They're still a little bit open, mm-hmm. uh, or yes. yeah. So you uh, were you able to do anything <laughs> at all, or what was kind of the experience? Yeah. So after the that? first thing, the first thing that we did was to buy a sim for us. Like okay. we just bought one sim first because we really wanted to like start using at least internet because right. we didn't know right what was happening and then uh, after that we got our sin numbers mm-hmm. that was the second thing that we did and as soon as the pandemic was over uh oh i'm so sorry not the pandemic like the isolation <laughs> the 14 day i so wish the pandemic yeah, was we over <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as uh, the isolation period was over uh, so we went to the bank we opened our accounts that was the thing that we did yeah that's cool. And, and what was uh, the most surprising thing uh, or the first surprising thing that happened? So you're sure you're out, uh, I don't know, at the bank or elsewhere. Was there something that uh, was unexpected uh, during during the, the few, first few months or first few weeks? Oh, I wouldn't say unexpected, but yeah, so many things were like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. So there were like a <laughs> lot of wow things. <laughs> the first wow thing was like, oh, this might sound cheesy, but it was like, oh, wow, it's so cold outside, but the rooms are like heat, <laughs> heated. <laughs> and in, in India, so, are, is that, uh, well, I guess it's the opposite. It's hot outside or, or and it never, does it really ever get that cold? I'm like, sorry? Does it ever really get that cold where 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 you grew up? Um, yes, not this cold definitely, okay. but like it goes to like four to six degrees. Okay. So not like that cold. But you know, there when it's cold outside, it's cold inside because our homes are like built of cement and bricks, right. and there is there are no heated systems inside. Right. So no furnace that you broke. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for the post- folks that are curious, uh, before we were talking off off air, uh, my furnace uh, wasn't working, so we have some technicians that are coming and fixing it later this week. But uh, yeah, definitely the heat is something that uh, you um, don't appreciate as much until you don't have it. But uh, that, that, that's amazing. So uh, you here for a couple months, and 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 when when do you start uh, the job seeking part? What what uh, is kind of the process there, or do you take some time for yourself to kind of get the lay of the land and and did you have any like like friends or family that were here or is it just completely on your own? Oh, it was completely new. Like I knew no one when I came here. So I was literally figure out, figuring out things by myself. And the job search part I had started when I was already in India. Okay. Because yeah, I had started talking to a couple of people like going on LinkedIn and uh, maybe doing some. Oh, yes. One thing I forgot. So before... Um, when we actually started doing our PR process and everything. So there was something called as planning for Canada, PFC. Okay. Uh, so it's an organization that's like funded by the Canadian government. Uh, so they actually guide people who are about to come as PR to Canada and they tell how to do things, what to expect when you move there and how to start with your job search and bridging programs and all of those things. So I got a lot of information from them, which was, which was like a lot of help. So I started doing the things that they told me to do. And then I started with Access. Uh, It's like another very famous program here, Mm -hmm. uh, Access Employment Services. Uh, So I started taking a lot of uh, their workshops and things. So that kind of gave me an idea of what's happening around. 
That's great. And and was the job search uh, as you expected? Because uh, you're, you're still kind of in there. You have a, uh, a temporary job in, in the meantime. But uh, like, how, how has that experience been for you? So job search was not at all how I expected it to be. It was the biggest shock that I had, honestly. So uh, back in my, uh, back at like my place, back in India, it was, uh, I was in almost senior management grade. And then uh, I thought I knew a lot of things and I was really high up there and people would be so happy to have me in their organization. Uh, but, you know, when I came here and I realized that the job market is entirely different from how it is back there. Like back in India, it was more like you crack some written exams, you go through some interviews and you just get it. Like, it's like that. It's like a very streamlined process. Mm -hmm. But in Canada, I found that the job market is very like interlinked. It's through people. It's through your network, through referrals and how well you connect to people. You might not know, like even you can just go to a coffee shop and end up having your job there. So <laughs> it's like that. That's what I figured out from here. So it's very, very different. And for me, honestly, it's been difficult. Like even now, it's so difficult to uh, be in a place where you had like uh, a very good role, a good job, and then uh, kind of coming here and starting from scratch where you don't know where are you going to land in the next few years. I'm like really hopeful that I land in a good place, but a lot of newcomers who come here, I've talked to a couple of people and I know they're like, oh, why did we come here? Like <laughs> we were better off in our places. So yeah, that's something. And and what would you say to that? Like kind of, well, you're kind of in the middle of it right now because you're not like mm -hmm. past the hump where you're like, yeah, I'm back mm -hmm. to my my senior position back, but right, same level. Right. Uh, what what helps you get through it, or or what are some of the things that you'd advise for folks in order to to overcome right. it, or at least to to move forward? Uh, so two things that I figured out, I might not be exactly right at what I'm saying. You can maybe guide better. Uh, but two things that I figured out was uh, one is not to like to have realistic expectations. Mm -hmm. Because uh, when you're in other countries and you kind of figure out, oh, you want to move to Canada, most of the people who are deciding to move to Canada are deciding based on the pictures that say, they see on Facebook for their friends who already moved to Canada. Right. And those pictures are like standing in front of an Audi within two months of moving here. <laughs> and no, honest to God, these are the things that people are influenced by. They think that there are dollars that are growing on trees and they can just come here and grab and start like a beautiful life here. But there are so many struggles that you have to go through while you start your life in a new country. So that's one thing. You have to have like realistic, informed expectations that's the first thing. And the second thing is, I when I came here, I realized I've always been listening to this, that, you know, in Canada, people don't care what kind of job you're doing. Every job is the same. Even if you're a cleaner, or if you're working at Tim Hortons, it's exactly the same as working in a bank. But it never got to me. But when I came here, I realized that this is actually true. Like people still respect you, even if you're working as a cleaner, or if you're working as whatever. Like every job is the same. Every trade that you're doing is respectable. So that was something that I learned that, you know, whatever job you're doing, just be good at it and learn from it. That's the only thing how you're going to go through this. 
Yeah, I think that's a, a amazing feedback because uh, it is very competitive here where, uh, I mean, we don't have, I guess, as many written exams and, and the process is not as streamlined. So there is uh, quite a bit of emphasis on the network, right? Because yeah. they have hundreds, thousands of people coming through for any jobs. And there's so many skilled uh, people, right? So from 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 India, from from East Asia, from uh, South America, from Africa, from from Middle East, and, and Europe, and everywhere, right? Like you uh, name so, it, people are there. Exactly. So why you? <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's what uh, a lot of folks uh, don't understand. Where uh, th there are uh, just as many qualified candidates uh, out there uh, as you. So it's it's about really articulating yourself, and and sometimes that comes through randomly meeting someone for a cup of coffee, <laughs> or in this case, I guess, Zoom calls, because uh, most folks can't uh, actually uh, mm -hmm. go out for, for, for coffee and things like that. Uh, but yeah, networking is, is important. And what I recommend folks uh, to do from a networking perspective is to really build meaningful connections. Right, because uh, nobody wants to be used. Right, nobody wants to uh, feel like a transaction. So get to know this person and uh, learn about them and see how you could add value to them. And then hopefully uh, they know someone who knows someone <laughs> that can help you uh, find an opportunity, especially if they believe that you can. Right, because uh, if some random person comes up to you and that you never met and and asks you for a referral or whatever, they might be nice enough to uh, refer you, but chances are they won't because. I'm staking my reputation. I'm staking my name on, on you. I don't even know who you are, right? We just met for on LinkedIn like a, a day ago and you just sent three messages. Right. So, so understand kind of those expectations. But I think that's uh, so something that a lot of folks will go through. And it's a matter of thinking of, well, why are you here, right? So for most folks, they want a better life for themselves and not uh, necessarily for themselves, for their kids. <laughs> it's usually what, <laughs> what it amounts to. So uh, as trying and as challenging as it might be, um, thinking about, well, how, do I, how does what I'm doing right now help with that vision of a better life for my kids, right? And if it is, well, then, then do it, right? So it might be that you need to put food on the table. So go work at a, a gas station, a grocery store, a restaurant or whatever. Do whatever you need to, because uh, that will get you something important, which is Canadian work experience, <laughs> right? Because yeah. unfortunately, there's that uh, the misconception that work experience elsewhere uh, doesn't equate to Canadian work experience, right? So, and, yeah. and one thing I recommend is, is go find those organizations that already hire newcomers, right? Because they already know that, uh, well, uh, folks from, uh, with experience abroad are valuable, right? And, and, and you'll be uh, valued a little bit more there um, and, and focused on that, right? And sometimes it's, it's a, a bit about dumb luck, right? Sometimes you just need to bump into the right person, maybe at the grocery store, maybe at the whatever, um, and, and, and sharing uh, so, some insights could, could be of help. And there are tons of those newcomer organizations like you, you, you mentioned uh, that can be quite helpful um, as well. So yeah, yeah. We're, we're hoping that uh, you'll give us some, some good news uh, in terms of job hunt. And maybe we'll get into some, some more in-depth stuff in terms of like, uh, what have you learned about like resumes, interviews and networking yeah. um, and, and kind of dive into that because sometimes it's, it's the nitty gritty where you hear a lot of things, but sometimes it's those details that are like, oh, Nobody told me that. What, why didn't anybody tell me that? So, uh, yeah, I think it, it, thanks so much for sharing your uh, newcomer experience and walking us through kind of uh, that decision and then, and then landing here. Uh, and, yeah, are there any other uh, the stuff that you wish you knew earlier or that you would share yourself uh, maybe in uh, September of last year? What, what might you, uh, if you could slip yourself a note, what might you tell yourself? 
Oh, so one thing about job search would definitely be if I would know that networking was actually that important. <laughs> and especially the thing that you talked about, you know, making meaningful reaction, uh, sorry, make, making meaningful connections, uh, because it's so important. Now I realize this because, uh, you know, I was also doing the same thing that everyone else is doing, I guess, that I was just uh, finding a job and then I was hunting people in that organization and just sending messages to them. Oh, this is my resume. Can you please review it for this? This is job. And right. later on, like after coming here, after doing a couple of workshops and yours especially, I really liked how you did it and how you kind of gave analogies to making meaningful connections. So now I realize that, you know, it's so true. You can just go out to a person and ask them to refer you. They don't even know you, right? Mm -hmm. So that's something I wish I knew earlier, because definitely if I knew it earlier, it has already been like five, six months. I would have connected with them so much better till now. And maybe it would have been easier to go through. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully you will make those uh, new connections in this uh, kind of differ different way. And then hopefully we'll see the fruits of uh, um your, all the hard work that, that you're putting in uh, over the, the next few weeks. So uh, thanks so much, Kazala, for joining us. And uh, hopefully we'll get you back uh, to talk about, a little bit more about some of the other uh, things that you mentioned in your introduction. So thanks a lot for, for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was fun. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.